And hello, welcome back to another edition of the Baseball Talk Radio Show. I'm Gary Mack. And I'm Rich Baxter. How you doing, Gary? I'm doing good, Mr. Baxter. Uh, lots of stuff to talk about today. The baseball season is almost a week old, and, and it's threatened already. We could uh, see the end of it before it even really gets any traction. Uh Miami Marlins breakout covert 19 17 players uh, uh reported uh 17 members of the organization I should say some coaches involved with that have the covert 19 they've uh, stopped playing ball as far as the Marlins are concerned and they've gotten a week off they switched the schedule around uh they played your Phillies how are the Phillies by the way are they coming down with anything uh, apparently not, according to what I've read so far. The Phillies off until uh, Friday now. They've had the whole week off just about out of uh, caution for, like you said, they played the Marlins over the weekend. They lost to them, too, two games out of three. And the Marlins got their final test after the last game, which was uh, Sunday. And then they were supposed to travel back down to Miami. And uh, sometime between the end of the game and the following morning, which was Monday, they learned that there was a big infection on the team, as you said. Uh, as far as I know, they're still in Philadelphia. They're still uh, quarantined in Philly. Uh, that's the last that I heard. That was as of last night. Um, a lot of the players still in the same hotel. Um, Really, this is the first big outbreak in the MLB as we just started up the season, as you said. Now, we expected something like this to happen, but here it is now. And all of a sudden, we're hearing uh, rumblings of maybe a cancellation of the season from certain people. Um, and uh, it was a big outbreak. Well, it certainly was, Rich, and uh, the sad part about the whole thing is it, it almost sounds like it could have been avoided. Uh, the story is, or the rumor is, I should say, that uh, one or more players went out on a town in Atlanta when they were down there for their final exhibition game. Uh, now, if it was one guy, he went out, he got it, and he spread it to everybody. If it was more than one and they all got it together, Nobody knows for sure, but this is the uh, this is the thing that that could end the season. And you know how stupid. I mean, the the NBA, the same thing. They're in a bubble. They're trying to keep everybody self-contained to avoid this. And one moron goes out to a strip joint because he wants chicken wings. <laughs> And, you know, I don't now, know who would have thought that wouldn't have happened. I, I, <laughs> I don't know whether he got, you know, he came back tested, uh, uh, tested positive or what. But the point is, they are preaching this stuff to you. And, uh, you know, if you wish to get the season in, why do you pull a stupid maneuver like this and go out one night? Um, it's really stupidity and immaturity and whatever else you want to point at it. But uh, I don't know. This could take down a whole season. It's, it's 
throwing the schedule off. I don't know what the schedule is going to be. I don't know whether Miami will just pick up their schedule because they're supposed to come into New York next week. Uh, you know, I, I mean, on a, on a selfish point of view, you know, I'm, I'm trying to line up guests and you're trying to get guests to talk about the team coming in. And uh, I, I don't know what to do for next week, but that's another story. That's my problem. But it's just, uh, it's just an annoying thing. Stupidity on the part of the Marlins for doing this. And, uh, you know, in the beginning, it almost seemed like they were trying to point the finger, not the Marlins, but in general, they were trying to point the finger at the Phillies and say, well, if it was clubhouse, maybe it wasn't clean and they weren't testing the guys and everything. And the Phillies swore up and down that they fumigated it and, uh, um, you know, they cleaned it. The Yankees were bringing in their own because the Yankees were supposed to play the Phillies and the Yankees were bringing in their own staff. And uh, it's just quite a mess. And I guess it's just another big reason why they probably shouldn't have played this season at all. Yeah. And like you said, there was a lot of finger pointing, a lot of um, blaming going around and, you know, that's what happens with this COVID-19 pandemic. Everybody thinks they have an angle on what may have happened, but I did listen to a program on Monday morning about um, the contracting of the COVID virus. It says uh, that was an expert that I was listening to. And he said, it takes anywhere from four to five days to actually show this, the symptoms and and have a positive test from when you're exposed to the virus. So he put that right back to the time where the Marlins were in Atlanta or possibly even at home. So if you listen to that show on Monday morning, which was um, about 10 a.m. on um, Sirius XM, the MLB Network channel, that's what he said exactly, and that's apparently what happened. And as you said, Gary, these players, they know what they're up against, but, you know, they've probably been doing this for years. It's a party atmosphere when they're on the road. Uh, they want to go out. They want to enjoy themselves. They're celebrities. It's easy for them to meet people being introduced as a major league baseball player. Um, that they're human beings. At the same time, I, I understand what you mean exactly about spoiling one apple is going to spoil the bunch and in this respect you know these people now have covid so it's quite possible that they could be very sick in a short amount of time we we hope not but they actually have this virus now so their lives may change because of it and that's that's what i haven't heard a whole lot you know just that they tested positive and you know, everybody expects them to get better, but sometimes you don't get better. And, you know, and, and now they shut down the whole Phillies uh, week. I mean, their whole uh, uh, schedule has been uh, upended because they didn't know whether, rightfully so, that they didn't know whether it was something in, in the ballpark in Philadelphia or what. Uh, but it's just, you know, it's kind of – I just think it's kind of careless behavior. You know that this thing is going around. If you can't one season, you can't uh, skip the nightlife uh, just to get in for three months 
of baseball, then there's something wrong there. And, and, uh, you know, especially in the middle of a pandemic. So that's just my thoughts. Yeah, exactly. I agree with you. You know, if you're a professional athlete, they're trying to get a season in to go out to a club for chicken wings or anything like that is, is simply unexcusable. Um, I think you should be suspended for something like that. Really? I mean, yeah, there's, there's no doubt about it, but, um, Florida's having a bad, I'm just reading an article, uh, 217 deaths, uh, in one day down in Florida from this COVID-19. So they're, they're getting it very bad down there. Set off a, a chain reaction of alarms all the way up the MLB. They wanted to, idle the Phillies for a few days, make sure they weren't carrying the virus. And you've got some spillover into that. You have mm-hmm. you know, where the Marlins stayed in Philadelphia. They've been exposed to people. That's They're true. Possibly still there. Now that's got to be completely clean. So it's, it's, it's a mess. But um, apparently they're going to keep trying to – Go ahead with the season. We'll be playing the season into December, I think. <laughs> They'll be playing right into spring training next year. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know what's going to happen with all the postponed games between the Yankees and the Phillies. They were scheduled to play four games, two in Philly, two in New York. Um, those are going to have to probably be made up, I would assume. Um, but yeah, it's news that reverberated across baseball and just so happens, um, it was the Marlins this time, but, uh, in other news, uh, the governor of New York pitching to the MLB to play in New York state amid the COVID-19 crisis. This was just a story that, uh, was published this morning and, Andrew Cuomo saying they should come to New York state if unable to play ball in their home state. And of course um, the Toronto blue Jays actually ended up in Buffalo going to be playing their season of home games there. But uh, the governor of New York now offering MLB teams to play in New York state. So. Well, going back to the Toronto thing, you know, uh, wouldn't you know, we were talking about it last week. We had them playing in Pittsburgh. They they were – it looked like a done deal. And then the state of Pennsylvania turns around and says, no, we're not going to allow you to play. So uh, they, uh, they didn't really want to go to Buffalo because they didn't – the lighting wasn't uh, as adequate. I think they're going to add – lighting uh for this 60 game campaign and probably change it eventually in the ballpark but i guess for the time being they'll bring auxiliary lighting in for the uh time being but uh yeah it came down to that that uh that was the only place they could go play and and thank goodness they had a place and it really kind of makes sense in a way it's 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 close to toronto it is their triple a team uh so there may or may not be Toronto fans in Buffalo. You know, minor leagues, as you know, is kind of a, a strange bird in a way. Uh, 
you know, we think that because it's a triple A team of Toronto that everybody's a Blue Jay fan up there. Well, that's not necessarily true. They're Buffalo fans in certain areas, or they're, uh, you know, Brooklyn fans that uh, root for the team, but don't necessarily root for the parent team. Um, Case in point, upstate New York is uh, Hudson Valley Renegades in the New York Penn League, which is, I guess, now defunct. Uh, But they're Tampa Bay uh, um, um, uh, farm team. And a lot of the people met fans that go there, but they're fans of the Hudson Valley team because it's their local team. Uh, you know, and there are a few that probably are Tampa Bay fans as well, but usually it's a different. But it, it does make sense for Toronto if people, uh, if they're allowed to come across the border and and return, <laughs> that's the big thing. Uh, you know, it makes sense for them that, that it, it's right near them. As far as Cuomo goes, well, maybe I better not say. <laughs> yeah. It, it, to me, he's a moron, uh, one of the worst governors in, in the states uh, that we could have. Unfortunately, I'm, I'm living in this under this uh, uh, regime <laughs> of Herr Cuomo, and uh, you have to do it that way, <laughs> or maybe like this. Uh, so, uh, you know... Uh, this is the guy that uh, killed 5,000 or more people by moving them uh, from the hospital with COVID into uh, uh, nursing homes that weren't protected with old people that are top, uh, uh, the top candidates for the COVID. And, ah, just put him in there. He didn't care. Now he's grabbing all the glory because we opened up right we're not having a second wave and all of this yeah. stuff so he's so full of crap that his eyes are brown and and uh he, you know uh here's the thing if you fly in uh, from florida to visit your loved ones you've got a quarantine for 14 days but he's gonna have baseball players come in and out of the of the uh the state it makes no sense it just makes no sense. Uh, this is the stupidity of this uh, this governor. Uh, but it's money, and it's all, he's a money hungry fool. Uh, he's a thief and a liar. And uh, I, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> Nicely said, there. Well, yeah, as we <laughs> said, South Florida, home to twenty nine percent of Florida's population, counts for forty four percent of the new cases. They've had 215 deaths consecutively now, day to day, uh, in the state, and they're getting it bad down there. And I think a few months ago, I remember saying that I thought they were saying that the heat would dissipate the virus; it would make it less um, susceptible to, to strike a population. That's what they were saying early on back in March. I know because I was down in Florida and I remember hearing that, oh, it won't affect you as bad in the heat. Well, this sort of blows that out of the water. Uh, Well, I I think, you know, a lot of the problems are these kids. They don't listen. And uh, had they they, uh, gone about and continuing 
you know, something as simple as the social distancing and 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 uh, wearing a mask. A lot of this may not have taken place. They crowded into bars. They're breathing on one another. You know, guys get drunk and they're hanging all over people, and you're talking up on my and you're spitting all over the place. I mean, you know, that's part of it. And uh, I still think a lot of these protests have something to do with it. We don't know how many people that left the protest in in uh, New York or or in Portland or Seattle and went back to Florida. You know, they might have went back and brought this disease back with them. We don't know that. And they're not allowed, or I don't know, at least in, in uh, New York, I don't think they're allowed to ask anybody who's got COVID where you had a protest because they don't want to find the truth out in New York. Uh, and, and a lot of that could be. Now, you know, let me, let me just take a minute. Let me get back on the soapbox for just a second uh, and, and tell everybody that Rich and I are, you know, we're a, a little bit older guys probably, and uh, we both wear the mask when we go out. And uh, we're in different states, so we're not wearing a mask now. We're not in the same room, so we don't have to wear a mask now. Um, and and I understand your argument, and I agree wholeheartedly about the rights and losing our freedoms. Uh, but by God, we've lost so many freedoms already this past year with the restaurants closed, the diners closed, the uh, gymnasiums closed, the barbershops closed, the, the uh, hair salons closed. Um, I, I think you have to pick and choose your battle. We, we're getting some of that back. So if you want to keep holding on to those other rights, Wear a mask when you go in. It's a simple little thing. Take it off when you get back in your car. But wear the mask because you protect somebody. You may protect grandma. You may protect grandpa. Um, but just wear it. Try to do social distancing. Look, I hate it as much as anybody else. I don't like being told what to do. I'm an old guy. I'm in the risk category, so I wear it. Uh, but to the young people, just just wear it. It's a nuisance, a pain in the ass. Yeah, it's it's against your civil liberties. It's against your rights as an American. But you know what? Sometimes you got to pick your battles. And if we can get back those other things, the restaurants being open, and the bars being open, and 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 whatever else we need, the gyms being open, and we can beat this virus then you can fight the mask thing. But until then, you know, what do you, what are you getting mad at somebody in a store that's got a policy to wear a mask and, and you're getting in a fight with them or somebody else, you know, another patron of the store telling you to put a mask on. What do you bother getting in a fight for? It's ridiculous. Just put a mask on. And, and uh, again, I've got to get off my soapbox because this is turning into a political show instead of a, uh, a baseball show. But I just wanted to say that, Rich, because I, I think people, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, you know, I get the whole we're losing our rights. And look, I agree with everything you say. But I think sometimes you have to make little tiny concessions to win back 
other things and then you go after the little concessions yeah and as you said picking your battles correctly and uh, in the mlb baseball goes on and last night there was a battle of course uh, the houston astros playing the uh, la dodgers in houston uh, pitch 96 mile an hour fastball over the head of alex bregman leading off the sixth inning and then a curveball over the head of Carlos Carrera, uh, three batters later. And Joe Kelly was on the mound for the Dodgers. And uh, he went to incite the Houston Astros players, which led to uh, both benches clearing almost a brawl there in Houston. And... Uh, you know, this is baseball, so you're going to have these things. So here, here you got another obstacle here when uh, things like this happen. Benches clear. <laughs> there could be a fight. That's probably your worst-case scenario in baseball. Well, and this is all, of course, because of the World Series and Houston supposedly cheated or they got caught cheating and they beat the Dodgers. Hey, you know what? It went seven games. Then you should have beat them in game seven. And and where was game seven last year? I'm not, I'm not, I can't remember. Was it in LA or was it in Houston? I mean, you should, uh, oh no, last year was Washington. Excuse me. This is two years ago that they're still complaining about. Uh, I, I mean, come on, you know, you, you, you could have beat them and you didn't. So, whether they cheated or not, they still had to hit the ball when it got pitched. Maybe if you would have fielded a ground ball that you booted. Maybe if you would have got a more timely hit. Um, I, I, I think this is petty bull crap. And, and you know what? I just put the Dodgers into my the category, the Yankees category for me. The team's most hated it. Now they just joined the ranks. Never was a Dodger fan. Now I hope they never win another damn thing the rest of their lives. Uh, you know, this is petty bull crap. And, and you want to throw and then, you know, I, I know it's part of the game and, and it's, it's all of that. But the old days, the, the way they did it, it wasn't anything like this. They, they made sure there was one message sent. And that message was sent. This is not the, oh, you hit me, so I'll hit you. They, they, they did it in the old days, but they made sure they hit you. Or yeah. you were eating dirt. Bob Gibson right. didn't give a crap. But these guys yeah. are, you know, they're throwing at their tushes, and then they throw with their head. You can't have that. You, you, you know, it's it's just – it, and it's petty bullshit. So, oh, pardon me. Uh, I'm really going today, aren't I? I'm I'm in a yeah, yeah. You're on a roll. <laughs> you better you better calm me down here, Rich. We gotta beat. We gotta have our finger on the beep button. Right? <laughs> beep beep beep. Uh, I I I I just think it's. I'm sorry. I I I just think it's so ridiculous. The 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 uh the stuff and and uh you lost la you lost you choked three years in a row or two years in a row in a world series so just admit it just take it like men and admit it you spent all that money and you still choked it up yep so baseball continues to play 
down in Houston there uh, with the Dodgers. And we'll see uh, what happens with the Phillies. As I was saying on Monday, doctor was saying it takes a good four to five days, three to five days for any positive results to show up. Uh, Phillies schedule has to go on. I'm sure they're playing the Mets probably soon, Gary. So Another couple of weeks, uh, I think. Yeah. And, you know, Rich, uh, getting back to that point now and, and getting back to the whole season thing, wasn't that the – I understand, uh, you know, I'm okay. You, you drop the games because you don't know. But isn't that why they had a 60-man player pool, though? So you could replace the players? I mean, this – this I understand that would that could be a little unfair, but that's the breaks. They're playing, you know, AAA and 4A guys, then they could have a whole team of uh, AAA guys playing major league level guys. But, you know, them there are the breaks. They're all playing by the same rules. Uh, but this giving them time off allows anybody that's sick to really start to recover. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I, I thought the whole idea was of a 60-player pool is that if you get guys sick, you replace them, and and you go on from there. Um, now they're changing the rules midstream. I don't understand that. Uh, they still have enough players to, to put out a team. Um, sure, it's not going to be at, at the same competition, but, you know, them there are the breaks, and uh, – they wanted to go out and party, so that's what happens. Yeah, unfortunately. Uh, moving on in another aspect <laughs> of the COVID, COVID environment, so to speak, is the television, television games of baseball. Of course, we've heard a lot of the fan noises and some ambient noises being mixed in by uh, ESPN. That was well needed. Uh, I watched a few games in preseason with just the announcers, and it seemed like they were locked in a hermetically sealed uh, office calling the game. There was no life to the broadcast. Now, if you listen over the radio or um, on television, you can hear some crowd noises, some ambient uh, wind noise, so to speak, during the game. But uh, it's got some broadcast workers worried that Major League Baseball's going to change the way they broadcast baseball to a um, a new type of a slimmed-down program where maybe some of the individual uh, broadcasts will be uh, obsolete now. And it's not so much a worry that it'll happen this season only, but it'll happen seasons to come as well. So. Um, the Yes Network, which televises the Yankees, normally has about 25 people working in a broadcast truck during home games. And now they're down to just a few. So a uh, few of these broadcast networks are worried about the future of MLB broadcasts. Well, it's interesting. Uh, I've, I've uh, found the games... I don't know what it is. Uh, I, I don't know if it's the uh, DH rule or what, but I found them very uh, – I don't think they're any quicker. You'd think they'd be faster without fans there or anything. 
Uh, I don't find them any quicker. I don't find them any. Um, I find them boring. Uh, I think. Uh, I, I think we really see what the uh, fan base adds when uh, you do have people in the stands, and without it, it it is quite boring. Uh, it's just not the same game. And uh, I made the comment the other night. I was watching a game, and I'm just looking for a plug here. That's what I mean. um, that uh, the game was so bad that the cutouts were even leaving. So uh, <laughs> the cutouts were were they had uh, enough of the game too. So they were they left early. <laughs> yeah, they were leaving early as well. So. Um, I don't know. I I, I just uh, you know I, I I watched the first couple of make games and uh, they had the cutouts all over the ballpark and uh, you know uh, it's a little stupid uh, but you get used to it you know and you kind of it kind of blends in and like you say if they pipe in the right atmosphere uh, it it kind of, you can kind of get into it. Um, they played in Boston for two days. They had no cutouts behind in the stands, but they had them in the great, on, on top of the great wall in those seats. Uh-huh. Don't the green monster seats. I, I, I don't understand why they did that. They had cutouts there, but nothing behind home plate. And uh, I thought that was rather uh, dull. It was really dull because there was nothing really to get lost in, nothing to to see you know um i don't know it's it's i i guess i don't i guess i'm still on the side of they just shouldn't have played the season it's it just seems to be too forced too uh too sterile in almost a way it's you know they're not paying any attention really they're high-fiving i don't see there's Half of the guys wear masks in the dugout. Half of them don't. They're conversing, which is okay. I mean, you knew that was going to happen. But um, I, what I couldn't figure out was, and then I, then I read what it was. I don't know if you noticed the big tents along the third base and the first base next to the dugouts. Have you seen those things? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And do you know what they're for at all? I'm not quite sure. Well, I, I didn't know either, and I researched it, and apparently they they did that to extend the dugouts so you could have socially distance, distancing, if you wish. Uh, I don't hardly see anybody using it. <laughs> I mean, they put this, and, and why they put such an elaborate structure. I mean, these things look like they're solid in there. Uh, <laughs> right. Which is good. I mean, it's good. Spot. Yeah, but I don't know. I you know, and it goes like twenty rows back. I don't think you need that. You know, I don't think they really need that much. But, anyways, uh, I don't even know where my train of thought went. But uh, the seen- games have been, I you know, I don't know. I've seen some Phillies players sitting behind home plate, 10, 15 rows up. Some of the pitchers that aren't yeah. scheduled to pitch that day. 
you know, some other players. Uh, have you been seeing it since the season officially? I saw it before when they played the exhibition game. I have not seen anybody sitting uh, since the season starts, and I'm just wondering if they're not allowed to sit there. Yeah, I've been seeing them sit there during games. So, oh, okay. Um, you know, a couple times, so. It's it's interesting to see what's going on and and how they're going to get through this season. But you know, back to the premise of the players actually having the virus now. Um, what's going to happen if if they're ha- hospitalized? Uh, if they're very sick, God forbid, one of them passes away. Um, it, is this season still going to go on? Is this like a war, like a a war where you get the first couple lines of troops and they're they're going to drop. You know, some of them are going to drop. Are they going to continue this game and this season uh, if something, God forbid, like that happens? Well, I I can't answer that question. Uh, the only thing I can say is that uh, the death rates have been coming down across the nation. We do have better therapeutics. And uh, we do have plenty of supplies of ventilators and whatnot. And apparently what, what I hear is a lot of people that are getting it now are not, not having to go on ventilators unless it's an, an age thing. If, if somebody elderly gets it, it's a lot of young people getting it and they're, you know, they're more apt to be able to fight this. Uh, ball players are, are younger. And they're more apt to be able to fight it. And, and as I said, there's more therapeutics. You have the, uh, 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 I don't even want to pronounce it, hydrochloroquine that uh, doctors are swearing by it. CNN doesn't want, want it. And MSNBC, you know, condemns it. But I don't know where they got their doctor degrees from. Uh <laughs> You know, I've seen doctors say it does great things. There's another one, uh, um, I can't think of the name of it, you know, to get to these names, Remitar or something or other. And there's a vaccine that could be here in a few months, uh, hopefully by the end of the year. So, uh, but I think, the, I guess the point I'm trying to say is that, um, we we've learned more about the disease. We learn how to control it more and, and not so much control it, but how to treat it. That's what I'm really wanting to say. Uh, Cause I know somebody will say we don't, we can't control it. That's why it's an outbreak. Um, but uh, we do know how to treat it better. And you don't hear as much about the, the hospitals, uh, some area, you know, there's going to be hot spots. You're going to have areas that, that, uh, are overcrowded, but for the most part, you don't hear where the hospitals are, are bulging at the seams. You know, I think there was a city in Arizona. I think they were, they were almost like at 90% capacity. Um, but a lot of that too was because they opened up to minor surgeries again. And so that filled hospital beds. And then when you get a, an outbreak of COVID, it does that. But, um, uh, look, I don't know. I'm not an expert in this. I'm just going what I read and what I hear on television and stuff and, and read on the internet. But I, I think that the therapies are, are a little bit better. And it, it seems that 
the cases are hitting younger people and they may be milder. There's a lot of people that, that have tested positive that, that uh, don't get any symptoms at all, you know, and then, then you got Freddie Freeman who got 104 temperature, uh, like, but that was a month ago. See now it's, it, it, you don't hear a lot about people getting a lot of high temperatures unless they're just not reporting it. I don't know. Yeah. Well, we'll keep a watch on that for you. Let you know about the uh, Phillies and the Marlins, how they continue on uh, their season. Let's, take a look around the standings here for the 2020 season so far uh, early into this first week of the season here Tampa Bay Rays out in the American League East leading that division uh, got the Cleveland Indians with the same record four and one central um, tie out there in the west Astros three wins two losses same as the athletics Did you want to try to take the uh, National League, Gar? Uh, I I don't have it in front of me right now. All right. If you have it, you can take it. <laughs> Let me keep rolling then. Uh, Miami Marlins in first place so far um, in the NL East in this early going. They've only played three games or two and one. Um, they've got a tie with the New York Mets for first place, but uh, percentage points, they're above the Mets, 0.667 to the Mets, 600 for first place there. And then NL East, the Chicago Cubs, a surprise out there in the central, 4-1 and one record so far. I got off to a good start here in this, as we've been saying, it's a sprint to 60 games. It's going to be over before we can blink. Um, San Diego Padres out west got out to a good start. They're four and one. Uh, Colorado Rockies right behind them with three and one. So, as we were saying last week on the show, it's gonna gonna be a team that comes out and really slugs away and gets off to a good start in this sixty game series. You can't afford a three game losing streak. That's probably equivalent to a seven or eight game losing streak and a. A couple teams, including the Nationals, who had a three-game losing streak. The Reds with a four-game losing streak so far in this season. And the Boston Red Sox with a four-game losing streak. So they're off to a bad start already, Gary. Yeah, you get uh, – I, I, I had heard uh, somebody say you equate the uh, – I think a one-game loss is, is equated to roughly 2.7 of a game in a 162-game in a season. So uh, four games, you're you're you know almost ten game loss on a on a on a regular type of season. So it, it's going to be tough. If, if you get in a hole early, it doesn't. It's just that there's not enough time to dig out of it. In 162 yeah. games, you know, if you get off to a poor start, you still got 140 games left. You don't. What do you got? You got 40 games. You know, and how are you going to make up a 10-game deficit in, in 40 games? Could be done, but, boy, you get some good playing then. Yeah, and everything's going to be speeded up within three weeks' time. We're going to be hearing a lot about the wild card races. They already have the standings up for them. Everybody's a little bit close right now, but in three weeks from now, that's going to be a, a much-talked-about 
uh, event there with the MLB wildcard race. And uh, everything's going to be speeded up this year, Gary. It seems like uh, before we know it, this season's going to be um, in the books with uh, just 60 games. And um, I don't know. It's Hopefully they'll get it in. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, it's going to be interesting to uh, see what their choices are. And uh, <laughs> let's hope that they can do it. Yeah. Rich, I've got uh, one other thing I'd just like to say if uh, uh, before we uh, uh, close out, if that's where we were heading with this. Uh, Sam Coonrod is my new hero. Uh, Sam Coonrod uh, stood for the national anthem when the rest of his San Francisco giant uh, coward teammates took a knee on opening day. Sam was the uh, only man to stand. He said he's a Christian and he only kneels to God and to uh, no one else. So he's my new hero. I hope Sam has a terrific year and uh, uh, hopefully he's a free agent and the Mets can sign him or something and uh, get him out of those that den of iniquity in San Francisco. Yeah, <laughs> that's for sure. Well, uh, one final note of, of today's show, big baseball card, one of the best selling in huh. Topps history, yeah. uh, was a Topps card sold only on the website called Topps Now. And not only then the first pitch of the season there for Dr. Fauci's card, uh, yeah. 51,500 Fauci's were sold when the card hit the website <laughs> last week. Probably one of the worst pitches that we've ever seen from a from a player or you know a guy that was making a first pitch rather. But uh, he's got a hot baseball card there with tops. Yeah, yeah, he certainly does. Uh, good for him, I guess. Uh, yeah, it was funny. That was a terrible pitch, and uh, who'd have thunk that that. Uh, the card would be such a big seller, but uh, that's pretty funny. And uh, I, I think number two might have been uh, Bartolo Colon's home run when he hit that. So I don't know. Um, but I remember that sold big as well when it came out. But Dr. Fauci getting uh, his baseball card and it's a top seller. That's <laughs> I hope he bought a, a bunch of them, though, because, you know, in the future they could be worth something. Yeah, especially with this uh, shortened season, that sort of thing. But uh, I didn't jump in on it, but uh, hopefully some of our listeners did. Yeah, I didn't either. I, I, <laughs> I, I know they do these special cards for special things, and, and uh, uh, but I didn't. I didn't follow it, but uh, it's that's pretty cool and. Uh, uh, who knew he was that popular? I, I saw him on an interview yesterday. I don't think he even knew he was that popular. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll bring you the next edition of the Baseball Talk Radio Show next week. Be sure to tune in to our show where your favorite podcasts are listened to. You can go to our site at anchor.fm forward slash baseball talk radio. You can download the show, listen to the show from there. 
even donate to the show if you want to donate a dollar a month to our uh, coffee club members that would be awesome uh, just one dollar i think it's 99 cents a month we can uh, probably get some more good stories up here for you on the web as gary takes care of the uh, show with the video uh, on youtube you can see us if if you have a strong will you <laughs> If you want to check us out on YouTube, <laughs> we have good radio voices, I'm being told, Gary. <laughs> well, that's why we try to put a little uh, little different effects in there on, <laughs> during the video to make it more interesting. So uh, go check us out at YouTube. And uh, you also can check us out at the Patreon page, patreon.com slash baseball talk uh and you could leave a donation there it helps us to uh uh you know uh get better and and uh, try to improve our equipment and stuff so you get better entertainment out of this and and don't forget when you do go to anchor and and uh, or apple or google play wherever you get the uh, podcast even youtube please subscribe hit the subscribe button it helps us uh, with the show and uh, helps us grow the show, and it's very important. And, and uh, so please check that out and subscribe on YouTube and Apple Podcasts or Google Play, wherever you watch or listen to the podcast. Yep, and send us a line, Gary at BaseballTalkRadio.com. You can reach me at Rich at BaseballTalkRadio.com. And wanted to shout out to Jeff. Thank you for the email from last week. He had brought up that some of the networks uh, are putting uh, superimposed ads on, like, say, the pitcher's mound, mm -hmm. left field line, the right field line. I've seen it uh, with the local broadcast of the team already. Eh, I'm not that enthused about it, but I understand, you know, in this time, perhaps, um, you know, the revenue makeup is necessary, but... Uh, didn't want to see a whole lot more ads in the game. And any thoughts, any closing thoughts on the Nike swoosh on the uh, uniform jersey? On, well, my thought initially, I wasn't very upset by it, but um, I think it's too prominent. It's right up in the uh, area below the shoulder, um, on the chest of the, of the player, the it's very prominent. Uh, maybe that's more popular with some people. I don't know. I mean, you know, people tend to want to buy that for that swoosh. Mm -hmm. There's a certain, certain thing to be said about that, but I don't think they should have been allowed to do that. All the years that the other uh, manufacturer had at that, there was just a little logo on the sleeve, I believe, was majestic. Mm -hmm. and, uh, put it on the sleeve man for it you know you, you caved in again you gave nike what they wanted because they took over the contract from under armor i mean it, it it looks stupid to have a swoosh in the middle of a uniform i mean you got classic uniforms you get the red Sox, you got the yankees even um, the phillies you know they got the p on one side and then the other side they got a swoosh it doesn't death yeah, they they sort of took a lot of real estate, so to speak, away from teams uh, like the Mets, the Yankees, 
any team, the Dodgers, the, the Astros, they're, they've muscled in, so to speak, on their real estate, their, you know, own brands. Yeah. Um, you know, so. And it just I, doesn't look, it looks out of play. It doesn't look right. Yeah. It's almost, it just looks like, it looks amateurish. Somebody stuck a swish. Yeah, stick it right there. And you had to figure, knowing the way Nike is, that that was going to happen um, just because that's the way they are. Yeah. Put it on the sleeve. It looks it looks neater. It looks better. And and uh, it, it, it looks ridiculous where it is. All right. And that's I, all I got. Well, I'm thanks done. Everyone. <laughs> well, thanks, everyone, for listening. Gary's going to be uh, socially distancing, cleaning those hands up, of course, as we all should be doing and I hope you're doing as well. We got our masks. When we go out in the public, uh, Philly's mask here. I've got a number of other masks as well. So uh, please remember we're still in this pandemic, everyone. We want everybody to keep listening to the show, stay safe. And as Gary says during his Mets Musing show, kind of stay optimistic. That's right, that we can get this season passed. And uh, uh got my mask red, so wear uh, a mask. <laughs> All right, we'll talk to you again next week, folks.